Let's play a pop song Singing to that always song Got a little nice smile That kind of drives you out Nothing like playing with fire Brings boy to life Be with the fuse you like Be a good dynamite following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for the 17th day of August 2023. Today's show was brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and get 20% off their all-natural men's skincare products today. Uh, yeah, our, uh, we got about two weeks left with our partnership, unless we get extended in that, but two weeks left in our original contract with Caldera Lab. So make sure you guys go there today and pick up the best in men's skincare to protect that skin and uh, everything else. I'm not sure how it works on women. We haven't tested that out yet, but on men, it works fantastically, as you can see from my grill if you're watching today on YouTube Live. Also, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com uh, for all their great articles and uh, other great podcasts that are out there. Make sure you go there to bellyupsports.com. Thank you for being a uh, part of our show for the last year and a little bit thanks to belly up and uh thank you our listeners who've uh, been a part of this for uh three days away from our, our big birthday so thank you very much for the last three years for everybody who's listened to the 1420 podcast and all of our sister shows like the 1420 in the morning anyways enough of me rambling on about god knows what but uh you guys probably thought I was going to come on here this morning. The New York Yankees, they uh, they fell to below 500 for the first time since 1995, this late in the season. You thought I would come in here and start ranting and raving about the Yankees and being Yankee fanboys, but I uh, decided to, you can't beat a dead horse anymore, so we'll give that one a rest for at least a few more days anyways, probably till, till next week when we uh, get to another Yankee week in review. But uh, last night when I was... I got to back from, from Calgary, took my mom to the airport there. And what a dis- disaster that is, uh, trying to get through the city of Calgary. And we'll get on to that in a little bit. But when you uh, sit in that till Brown's having a couple of pops last night, Deanne was there already. We decided to sit down and, and, and get out of the house a little bit. But anyways, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers were on TV. And, and you go, geez, you know, you, just the familiarity you have with the Dodgers, especially with Kurt, uh, Clayton Kershaw on the mound last night at Dodger Stadium, at, uh, in Ch- at Chavez Ravine. It was a, a breath of fresh air to watch that. And then you start realizing, and how um, how consistent that franchise has been for, for for a very long time. And you got thinking last night that as they won their tenth in a row last night, uh, they've been on, on fire since the, they haven't lost since the tra- trade deadline. I think it is or fourteen out of fifteen, whatever it is. But ten winners of ten in a row after they beat the Milwaukee Brewers last night. On they're on pace again to win their second division title in a row. Uh, ten out of the last eleven, what's ever been. They had that little blip a couple of years ago when uh, the San Francisco Giants won one hundred and seven games, but the Dodgers won one hundred and six and. 
they finished one game out of uh, probably being 11-12 division titles in a row. I know division titles don't uh, don't get you a whole bunch, but it's one of those things that you look at that franchise and look at the the, the model of consistency that they've been, the model they've been around Major League Baseball for quite some time, for years and years and years, and the the, the consistency they have as a franchise o- over that that time, whether you, you go back to when they first moved to, they moved to L.A. in 1958, uh, and they played out of the L.A. Coliseum for a few years where the uh, my, mighty, mighty USC Trojans play, and then they moved to Dodger Stadium in 62, but they won they won a few World Series, not as many as obviously Dodger fans would hope, but it's one of those things where you you look at the, that model of franchise consistency that they have right from their uniforms, like the interlocking L.A. that they have uh, on their hats, and the, and the, but the jerseys themselves haven't changed at all, really. Uh, a couple little uh, different uh, embroideries on them. They went from Los Angeles on the uh, the road jerseys to, Do- to Dodgers and back and forth a little bit, but the interlocking L.A. is on the sleeve. But other than that, the Dodgers jerseys have not changed at all since the days when they were in Brooklyn, Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese and, and the like. And you look at that and how that, that franchise has just been right there throughout the years. You can turn on the TV from the voice of uh, Vin Scully, God rest his soul, who is uh, the voice of baseball, I think, for, for a lot of years. You can't beat Vin. You still put, put a game on there or an old, uh, an old highlight and you listen to Vin Scully uh, waxing poetic about the great game that most of us, uh, it, most of us love. But the the rest of how the Dodgers are and just the way that they 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 uh, they work and the way they have a team that doesn't reload doesn't rebuild they or doesn't rebuild sorry uh, and doesn't find a way to uh, get themselves in the doldrums of of, uh, of Major League Baseball it's quite a, a refreshing change from what a lot of teams do who. Um, will will drop out of the race no matter what you look at the baltimore orioles the houston astros how they, they got to be as bad as they were to be as good as they are now uh, and you look at teams who drop out of everything and they, they just rebuild and try to and hope and pray that the prospects that they get work out but the dodgers they don't seem to do that even you look at their ball their ballpark hasn't changed a whole bunch yes the guggenheim group who bought that franchise 10 years ago 10 12 years ago and they've uh, been successful ever since yeah they spent two billion dollars cash to get it but now it's worth about four billion dollars so the investment was quite worth it, but you you just watch a game on TV, especially like I said with with Clayton Kershaw on the mound last night. It was uh, it was something to behold and something like the the familiarity of Dodger Stadium. What you have is something you, you it looks pretty much the exact same as it did when they first moved in there. Yeah, the, the pavilion seats are exactly the same out in out in right and left field. Uh, you you do have some stuff beyond the fence that's a lot different and beyond the beyond that seating that's that's different. But the playing surface is the same. Like you you look at the the right field the seats that the Dodgers have uh, it's the same exact seat seating basically when Do- when uh, Kirk Gibbs hit one of the most ho- famous home runs in baseball history uh, in 1988 off Dennis Eckersley th- those seats remain untouched pretty much and they're the exact same thing and when you when you watch the highlights of that and you, you get a laugh of that whole thing with the way uh, when the ball leaves the ballpark if you look in the outfield beyond the outfield there's a, a set of brake lights that come on right when the, the ballpark is leaving or the ball's le- leaving the ballpark and you get a laugh that it was probably a wife or a husband giving his wife shit saying yeah i told you we shouldn't have left uh, and because they, they tried to beat the la traffic getting out of dodger stadium which is horrific it's a horrific thing to get get through but the the consistency that the dodgers have with their franchise with their uniforms with their fan base on on and on like even when you look above the uh, the, the, the the new scoreboard obviously not the same scoreboard they've had uh, since day one because nobody would and why would you but even the 76 uh, gas station sign has, has been refurbished and, and put back up there so it's, it's it's refreshing to see that kind of stuff in, in a baseball park and, and not going too corporate 
corporate like the Yankees did in changing their look. The uh, the Dodgers had to re uh, revamp. They put a, a lot of money into Dodger Stadium over the years. I've had the, uh, the the pleasure of being to a few Dodger games over the years at Dodger Stadium. It's a great ballpark. It's a great facility, and it's steeped in, steeped in tradition that you quite uh, if it's refreshing that they could find a way. I mean, money talks. Money can do anything, obviously, but it's refreshing to see that a, a place that's uh, was open in 1962 uh, pretty much looks the exact same on the playing surface as it does the the one glaring change that you do have at Dodger Stadium is behind home plate there when you do see uh, the the new corporate seats that are back there the uh, the whole thing is the whole thing is quite moose is uh, saying uh, Moose Hillerbrand, have you turned on the Yankees? No, it's not not turning on the Yankees. This is a, a special place down in the Yankee Tavern North. I have a special corner that's a, that's for the uh, the Dodgers. It's one of those things, Moose. No, I have not turned on the Yankees yet, but it's one of those things that maybe I uh, I'm putting my Yankee fandom away for uh, for the rest of this season. I'll watch and hope and laugh. But anyways, back to the Dodgers. The uh, the one thing you, that has changed about the Dodgers about Dodger Stadium is behind home plate, where obviously you want to add those, those seats behind there, where they have. Um, multiple multiple uh luxury suites and everything else and where the rich people sit and where where mary hart has her box seats and larry king used to sit all day but you, you remember back in the day when fernando valenzuela was toting the mound and they had a guy by the name of mike brito wearing the uh the, the the fedora back there and had the radar gun back there a long time scout mike brito i think he just passed away a couple of years ago but he was behind the mesh back there as one of those things you, as a kid you always remember seeing that was one of the consistencies of every dodger game he was back there but the dodgers in general they they they, they seem to do it right Yes, they only have the one World Series uh, in in the modern era, like the 2020, which is the uh, which was the, the COVID year. One of those situations that you have that, that they just can't seem to get it done, can't seem to get it right. Clayton Kershaw has had some hiccups, obviously in the in the playoffs, and he hasn't really get get, get things going as he wants uh, as he would hope. But that team is right there year in year out, and you got to think the fan base, who seems like a very loyal fan base, they get four. Four million plus a year in there every year, and you got to think that that fan base is very thankful and very, and that's why they're very supportive every night uh, of when the Dodgers are on on TV and and at home. The place is packed every night. The place has seats forty some thousand, and it's packed every night. Not at the beginning of the game and not at the end of the game, but right in the middle there when the game matters, people are there because it's 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 a tough place to get to. Traffic is tight to get to, and everybody drives in, in New York or or in in Los Angeles. Sorry, see Musa can't get rid of the uh, the New York in me, but it's one of those things you, you watch how that, that that fan base how passionate they are one of the most passionate fan bases in baseball that gets forgotten about because a lot of people are in bed when the Dodgers are playing even here in Alberta here yeah we're just mountain time mountain time but when the game's over it's 11 o'clock and I'm already uh I'm already going to bed but people on the the east coast I don't think they get the same the same feeling about the Los Angeles Dodgers that people on the West Coast get, obviously, because people, when the game starts, it's already what what time? It's already ten o'clock when the game starts, and you're not staying up to watch a game you aren't passionate that about or that passionate about. I'm sure there are still some uh, Brooklyn Dodger fans that there may be the uh, ancestors of Brooklyn Dodger fans. I don't know how many originals there that that are still left because uh, considering they left in 1959, but there are probably still some Dodger fans out there uh, on the East Coast that are that are, that are loyal through and through and will and will watch the Dodgers. There's Yankee uh, people who hate the Yankees enough from Brooklyn that are probably still Dodger fans. They'll find a way to watch it, but it, it's it's a great tradition that they have there in Los Angeles and you got to admire that. And we, like I said, you turn the game on last night and you watch Clayton Kershaw out there and he's still dealing 18 seasons in uh, what, what he's got left to help in the playoffs. Who knows? It's one of those things. You just don't, don't know what they're going to get, but you hope that they can get another uh, couple of uh, world championships out of that group. They got there because uh, Mookie Betts is putting together a, a hall of fame career already. He's uh, one of the, 
best in baseball, the top five, top six guys. Freddie Freeman's one of the top players in baseball as well, and they got him for uh, a mistake by the uh, player agent when he was he wanted to stay in Atlanta after the World Series victory they got there. But there was a lot of uh, dick swinging and everything else that was happening with Freddie Freeman. But that franchise is unbelievable. How they just regroup, re retool every year. They went out and got JD Martinez, who's found the fountain. He's got twenty some home runs this year already. And then they went out and uh, picked up uh, uh, Kike Hernandez, who's one of the uh, one of the better Dodgers in the last fifteen years. And they went and got him again. And he's helping that franchise hopefully win another championship. And he he was welcomed back with open arms, even after having a not not so uh, not so good time this year with the Boston Red Sox. Fuck Boston, but it's one of those things you, you watch that team and you watch the, the, that that they uh, they really have a shot every year, year in year out. Where they yeah they have the the high, one of the higher payrolls. Actually, they're, they're number six. I did a little looking this morning. They're only they're number six on the payroll uh, scale this year, which is uh, low for them considering the last I think seven or eight years they've been number one for spending. But now with the, the Mets and the Yankees and the uh, now the San Diego Padres inside that division, spending as much money or spending as much or more than the than than, than the Dodgers do, it's uh, it's it's good to see the Dodgers don't have to be at the, the top of it, and they can they can find ways to bring up guys in their minor league system, and they draft and develop properly, and they have a franchise that they can be proud of. They spend money on their minor league teams, and they they, they find a way to get uh, their teams better and get kids from the minor leagues up into the big leagues. It, it's working brilliantly. Um, Walker Bueller, he's uh, he was is one of their one of their greats on the uh, on their roster. He had Tommy John surgery. He's reported might might be coming back in the in the coming uh, week months ahead to to make a playoff push. Who knows if that's going to help out and whether they will allow him to come back because uh, you don't want a guy coming back too soon after Tommy John because they invest a lot of money in these arms over the years and the amount of money you spend to come back to maybe win to play three or four games and only pitch in one of them you, 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 is is it worth it? How much money is a is a World Series worth to a to a uh, franchise? Probably a, a, a five hundred million dollars or so. So these guys probably wouldn't mind make putting a, a few extra bucks in their pocket. But the Magic Johnson group, Johnson group, uh, which yeah, I think he's kind of a, a backbench guy in that group. With like, Magic's done very well for himself, obviously. But the uh, the Guggenheim group has a lot of money. So put another 500 mil in your pocket, winning a world championship probably probably doesn't hurt. Uh, no matter what, 500 million is still 500 million. But the Dodgers put themselves in a great position year in, year out with their consistency and how they, they go about doing things. And I, I think that they uh, are commended well by their fan base. Their fan base supports them 100%. And you wonder why other franchises don't follow the Dodger model to, to do that. Yes, money comes into effect. You, you need money to spend money. But uh, it, I, there's a lot of teams, a lot of people that would 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 follow their franchise a lot more, would support their franchises a lot more if they saw that there was going to be support from their team and that their team was committed to winning year in, year out, which the Dodgers are. The Mets could say they were this year, but they turned out they weren't. They blew it. The The Yankees can say they are, but here comes Yankee wisdom again. They really aren't. They, they blew their wad on three or four players, and the rest of the guys aren't very good. Whereas the Dodgers right up, up and down the lineup, they went and added a Lance Lynn at the trade deadline. And that doesn't hurt at all. Like Lance Lynn isn't a, a, a top two rotation guy, but uh, when you get into the playoffs and into the world series time, you need a, a, your three, four guy to be the guy. And, and Lynn's on the Hill tonight. I think when they, they play the Milwaukee Brewers to go for their 11th win in a row. And I think, I think they'll get it. That team's on a wagon right now. They're, they aren't stopping. And uh, getting back to Walker Bueller, he made a good point the other day. He was talking about uh, Fernando Valenzuela, which I, I thought they would have retired his Jersey number 34 a long, long time ago, but it turns out they just did it uh, this, this past weekend at Chavez Ravine, big ceremony. It all happened. And Walker, Bueller made a very good point that they should probably maybe revamp how they do the, um, 
the rookie of the year, uh, rookie of the year awards that which Fernando Valenzuela won in '81. He also won the Cy Young that year, coming out of Mexico as a virtual unknown and everything else. And you, you got you, you wonder what Walker, Walker goes on to something. He said maybe they should have a, a rookie of the year for a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher or something because they, those guys don't get to play every day, so they don't get the same press as a rookie does, uh, like a guy who hits, a guy who runs, a guy who plays plays a plays a position players. So maybe. Uh, Walker Buehler's on to something to have the Fernando Valenzuela award that is that given out to the, the best rookie pitcher of the year every year because he 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 Phil was a th- third or fourth I think it was in his rookie year to Juan Soto uh, and he said I just I didn't get to play as much obviously because I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm a pitcher not a position guy so you get to see him a lot more and so just his stats alone are going to to outnumber mine because we don't get get to see a guy um, and then they get shut down a little bit and, and innings limits and all that stuff so uh, for the Fernando Valenzuela award number thirty four looking up this guy with his uh his horn rim glasses or his, his, his uh wire rim glasses wherever they were back in 81 man he was something else to watch in those dodger days and having been scully in the background talking about the balance of and how he was just so great and the way the the, the mexican crowd or the the spanish crowd uh, came to chavez ravine to to just honor this guy on a nightly basis it was something to behold i remember that it's one of my my earlier memories of baseball i was seven years old in 1981 so it's one of those things you remember and actually the uh lethbridge dodgers were uh, the pioneer league team of the the rookie league team of the Los Angeles Dodgers back in the day. So LA met Lethbridge, Alberta on their hats back in the, the early eight, late seventies, early eighties. I went to some games with my grandfather, which was the old Henderson stadium. So I have my Dodger ties go back a long, long way. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dodgers pull it out and see if they can win a world series. Yes. They haven't been successful. Is Dave Roberts, the guy, I think he's a great manager and he's a great baseball guy. I've forgiven him for the 2004 stolen base against the uh, New York Yankees. That turned that, uh, that three Oh deficit in, into a, a world championship for the uh, Boston Red Sox but uh, he seems like a pretty good manager seems like he's uh, got connected with the, the players that the, the players seem to love him but the Dodgers they they need to up uh, to be an all-time team uh, and one of the, the all-time greats they need to win a World Series uh, with, with this group a World Series or two can they get by Atlanta I don't know Atlanta's pretty damn good I mean they, they could be they played the Yankees this week so anybody looks good against them right now but that team can pitch a little bit and they can hit a lot so can can the uh, Dodgers get past the um get past the Braves. We remain to be seen. We fun to watch that those two teams battle out in the playoffs, but uh, you get by, I think th- those are the two elite teams in baseball right now. Uh, I think they have the best chance of win- winning a world series. I think they're, they're, they're superior to any American league team right now. I would probably get a little bit of pushback on that one, but uh, it's been interesting to see how it all pans out. Will the, uh, the, the Baltimore Orioles find a way to stay relevant? Will the, the Houston Astros come back and do it all? Can the, the Texas Rangers do, do something they haven't ever done in their franchise history? Uh, who knows? It remains be seen but the Dodgers look out for them winners of 10 in a row they'll probably go to 11 tonight uh but it's it's good it's good for the for, for the sport of baseball to have them relevant because they're they're one of the best I think I think they're the model franchise in all of professional baseball uh prove like they think of somebody else who's been better in the last 20 years with the consistency they've, they've had and their fan base and everything else how they, they fill that building no matter what so the Dodgers are one of those teams I'm actually sitting in those small Dodger stadium seats uh from uh, when they did some renovations back, I think it was 15 years ago, I found some on eBay that I'm sitting on right now on old Dodger Stadium. So the, the blue ones, right? So it's there because it was the sea, the sky, and, and the ocean, or the, the, the sea, the sand, and the ocean is the way they, or the sky, whatever it is. I can't remember, but that's how they, uh, they, they they color code their seats there at Dodger Stadium. So, and then over behind me, I got I got a bunch of Dodger stuff in, here in the, the one corner of the Yankee Tavern North. So when you, you come down here and enjoy your beverage, you might uh, get to sit in some Dodger Stadium seats, not just the Yankee ones. I'm going to put the rest. 
rest over there for the remainder of the season. Might put a tarp over those things to, to end, the, end the year. But anyways, there's my talk for today on some baseball. Anyways, uh, here's a little uh, story, a little uh, shout out to our friends at Caldera Labs. Uh, summer's heating up, guys. It's hotter than the surface of the sun here. And as the sun shines brighter, your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared for the season ahead. Ever since I incor- incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Their products are clinically proven to help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Confidence and impeccable first impression are all at your fingertips with Caldera Labs this summer. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution trusted by countless men by using promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. Caldera Lab creates a high-performance men's skincare product, and their regimen leads off their product lineup a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients is a great addition to your daily routine, taking care of the taking care of less than a morning a minute morning and night jesus getting tough and reduce wrinkles fine lines and signs of aging avoid being the butt of everyone's joke around the pool this summer uh, by joining the uh taking the leap to skincare royalty with uh, caldera lab go to calderalab.com and use promo code 1420 lab at calderalab.com today and get the 20 percent off the uh, best in men's skincare available on the market today so got two weeks left before our through for our contract with them and runs out and they might renew negotiations my my people are talking to their people so we'll see how that's all going to to pan out in the uh, weeks and days ahead but anyways thank you to for caldera lab for doing for being a sponsor of the 1420 sports bar podcast and uh, 1420 in the morning and the hey blue podcast and everywhere else i must be getting on my i'm on this a lot but anyways that we, we enjoy doing it uh let's get to uh brent's best bets and we'll get you guys out of here brent's best bet brought to you by bodog uh Make a play at Bodog today. Uh, light schedule in baseball tonight. Six games on tap, but uh, I'll give you guys three to make a play and pad your pockets today. Take the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they'll scratch out a win tonight at home versus Detroit Tigers. Only for no other reason. Both teams stink, but I'm going to take the home team in this one. Take the Cleveland Guardians to win this one. Uh, take the Cardinals to win at home over the New York Metropolitans tonight in St. Louis. The battle of the aging pitchers uh, between Jose Quintana and Adam Wainwright it hasn't went well for Wainwright, but finally look, look for him to get a, a win for the home team again tonight. And to finish it off, take the Dodgers to extend their winning streak to 11 games tonight as uh, solid Corbin Burns for Milwaukee. He's good. Probably in his last uh, last legs there in Milwaukee. They're, they're in a bit of a problem there in Milwaukee with their, their stadium lease and renovations that got to happen there at the uh, Amclam, Sham, Fam, whatever they want to call it, American Life. I don't can't remember what they call it. It used to be Miller Miller Field. But anyways, get back to uh, best bets. Take the uh, Dodgers to win tonight. Uh, put down. I really stumbled through this. I got talking about something else. I get to sidetrack something. Put down 120 bucks or put down 20 bucks when 130. It's the Dodgers, Cleveland, and St. Louis. Like I said, $20 and win yourself $130.52 tonight at Bodog. Click on our personalized link and get a $400 sign up bonus tonight at Bodog. Uh, but if you're going to play, make sure you play responsibly at Bodog tonight. Make a play at Bodog. That's Brent's best bet brought to you by Bodog. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, tonight, back in uh, back in the saddle, back in the uh, 1420 Sports Bar with Dave. We're getting ready for our big six, uh, our third birthday show uh, on Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock live on YouTube. So make sure you guys tune into that. Should be a lot of fun. we got some guests lined up to uh, 
have some lighthearted talk and just do some uh, some of our favorite segments and not talk about uh, sports a whole bunch, but just some stuff that we've done in the past that'll have a lot of laughs and everything else. So that was uh, that's fourteen twenty in the morning for today's guys. Uh, we've got I'm just a little revved up. A little extra coffee this morning. One of those things. Anyways, make sure you check out some of our old shows. Doesn't hurt to uh, download some of them again. Go to bellyupsports.com. Check out the great articles and. Uh, and everything else that Belly Up Sports has to offer, articles and podcasts and everything else there that we got going on. So thank you very much for listening to 1420 in the morning and the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. We are wherever you get your podcasts and uh, listen to some old shows today. Doesn't hurt. Support and go to, go to Bulldog and uh, call Dara Lab. Have a good day, folks, and we will talk to you again tonight. Let's get into it.